I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. question mark no sally <laughs> no whilst you were doing an, an impression of a trumpet Fuck it, hell. it says it you know, now it says set up professional audio in audio settings <laughs> <laughs> i'm a musician god damn no you. you're not oh my god am i staring at pavarotti <laughs> i can't bloody believe it <laughs> That's what made your that? day, hasn't it? Oh, what was that tune I was singing? Um, singing was it EastEnders? Coronation Street, Sally. Yeah. Oh, we've just had such a wonderful recording. He's very gentle, isn't he? Yeah, with he's Rupert. Lovely. Yeah. Yes. Very gentle. Oh. Very sweet. Very funny. Funny when he it. needs to be. Yes. Comes quite, in, doesn't he? Yeah, quite shy, but really cute and lovely. And gentle Sally, is the word. Gentle, gentle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. Stories of nonsense from Coronation Street and all sorts. Oh, Sally. With a cup of tea. With a cup of tea. I can't bloody believe it. Oh, Sally, look at you. You're still like buzzing. It's like you should write to Boy George now and say, can you be in Karma Chameleon or whatever the band was called? It's still on here. Culture Club is still on here. That set up professional audio and audio settings. I really need to to do something about my career, don't I? You you go and sort that out, Sally, and and, uh, the audience will listen to the uh, lovely episode with the marvellous Rupert Hill. Today, with a cup of tea and a specific brand of tea, we have mm. Rupert Hill. Hello. Hello. How are Hi. you, Rupert? I'm pretty good, actually. Yeah. Where are you, Rupert? I'm in my uh, self-built uh, recording studio in my house. It, I thought when you first came on the Zoom, Rupert. Hello. Hi. Hi. I um I thought you're in a padded cell. Yeah. You because you've got like some foam on your walls and mm-hmm. I thought oh gosh is this going to be one of those recordings where we're going to have to guide the guest through trauma through old old stories of knowing Sally is it going to be a, a traumatic experience but now I understand that you're a creative are you making well, music there, Rupert? Your first instinct might be might be justified. We'll have to see. Um, right. Most of my okay. conversations end up as some sort of counselling. Great. Well, so yeah. That we might. The, the tone has already lowered, hasn't it? With the yeah. you, you yeah. sort of did that, Lou. You kind I of did, did it. It was sorry. quite happy. and then you. Do you just know what it is? I'm sorry. I feel really aggressive today. Right. Sorry. I'm gonna. Don't I'm feel, gonna. Don't be aggressive to Rupert. No. Very kindly joined us. It's don't be aggressive. Recording, no. It's only a recording studio. Mm. 
Yeah, okay, exactly. So... Do you know what I mean, Rupert? Honestly. Sorry. Sorry. Should we start it again? No, I... we'll just carry on. We'll carry on. But um, but we'll just lift the tone a little bit. Rupert, you um you have brought with you a cup of tea. Yes. Mm. This is your, you're well into, you told me you're well into tea. You and your wife can't get enough tea at the moment. A lot of tea. A lot of tea gets drunk in our household. It's true. And why tea? Just you like it or? Um, I, I think most people can understand the tea thing. Most people in this country can understand the tea thing. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know what it is. It's kind of the rejuvenating mm. quality that it has. It's sort of the first thing I do when I wake up. Um, and I don't know it. Yeah. There's just something about it. And okay. since I gave up booze, cause if we'd done this, if we'd had this, um, podcast, if we'd recorded this only a year and a half ago, then my, my drink of choice would have been much more dangerous. Ooh. Well, we'll get on to that. Yeah. We'll get on to that. But with, but with the tea, you, you've been through quite a few brands of tea as well, haven't you? That you've, yeah, and I you've have. landed on one. Yeah. Uh, I'm ashamed to say, um, because, you know, I, I, we thought we were sort of tea connoisseurs and we kept thinking like, we tried everything, you know, the very posh ones. Tea pigs and all those things. Yeah. You know, all the very of, um, expensive crafty teas. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, we ended up saying that the Tesco's own brand of their normal tea is our favourite tea. Well, there you go. Wow. You don't have to pay full price for a cuppa these days, do you? Not when you've got your branded no. tea, Rupert. Where are you from in real life? Uh, in real life, I'm from... I was born in Southampton. Oh, oh because you live up in the north, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I live in so... Manchester, um, but yeah, couldn't wait to get out of Southampton. Um, sorry for anyone listening who's from Southampton, but yeah, it didn't agree with me. I reckon if you're from from somewhere, you're allowed to say that, though. I think if I said that, people would be like, oh, come on, you're not from South. But you, you gave it your best shot, didn't you? I did. I did. And I then I moved to London, lived there, and that's where I knew you, Sally. And mm -hmm. uh, I lived there for 10 years, and that got a bit much. And mm -hmm. then I moved to Manchester for work. And then when I got to Manchester, I had this kind of hallelujah of like, oh, my God, I'm home. Oh, It was profound. Yeah. That's really nice, isn't it? And then you set up home there and you started building a pub empire as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was because it, 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 I, I, I'm an actor by trade and mm -hmm. I, I stopped working uh, around 2007. I was doing one job, which I'd been doing for four years, and then I stopped that job and was looking for more acting work. And the, the global financial crisis hit. Yeah. And everything sort of stopped and I got a bit scared uh, financially. And um, a friend of mine said, oh, this pub's come up for sale. Do you want to do it? And I was like, well, I need to do something. So I thought, yeah, I was interested in pubs. Uh, and I thought, yeah, let's go for it. And we went for it and it worked. And then we got another one and then that worked. And then we got another one, another one, another one. And yeah, it, that, that was, and then the rest is history. Which was the first pub that you, because obviously um, I, I have lived in Manchester myself. So the, the, the possibilities that I've probably drunk in or vomited in every single one of your pubs. Mm. So which was your first one, please? The first one was the Castle Hotel. Oh! <gasps> In lovely have you still got that yes oh it's ace there yeah that was very, that's very cool it's like a, it's become a kind of 
it's quite an iconic pub now in in Manchester's northern quarter because of the live music aspect and yeah it's much much loved mm. have you ever been there Sally it's next to the frog and bucket Yes. No. Oh, is it opposite? Is it opposite? No, on... no. It's Oldham. on the same side. It's lovely. Yeah. I will yeah. though now. Yeah, yeah really yeah. friendly. Really. Um, although, so, when I had a flat, Rupert, in the Wally Range area, I used to live below some of the people that worked your your bar people that worked there, and they were very noisy, Rupert. And I, oh, yeah, I would have that. to complain about that. Thank you. <laughs> Take them to task, but that's for another day. Jan's coming out. Jan's <laughs> my mum. That sounds Sorry. like your mum. Yeah, um, yeah. Lovely pub though. Well done. Thanks. I love that you got pubs. So you're, that's quite nice. So I mean, it's funny, isn't it? In the creative world, I have my fingers in all sorts of pies. So my main job is being a comedian. But I'm always there's always that bit of you that goes, "Oh God, I better just keep everything else going just in case." Yeah. And and actually, it's sensible, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, you haven't done badly out of being like that have you no and i think it kind of keeps your feet on the ground and stops you from becoming a kind of lunatic you know yes you'd stay in the keep one foot in the real world and and the other one in the fake magic fantasy entertainment yeah. world is this your yeah. is this your job preference now the pubs or do you still do your acting you're in a music studio there yeah, in no, your house yeah so. this is this is i mean i do do music but this I, I i this is mainly because in 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 covid during lockdown um me and my wife we both do quite a lot of radio plays and we we <gasps> decided we'd make ourselves be able to do them from home yeah. and so so we were lucky enough to keep to keep working during lockdown um so that's what this is really it's for um voiceover work and for radio plays oh um, you do have the voice for voiceovers oh my god thank you yeah, give you, rupert you, a voice give rupert a voice to do luke um on. be like um oh god a, a, detective. a pilot a pilot oh, a pilot okay pilot. and then do a detective yeah mm. be, a, be a be a pilot yeah um, ladies and gentlemen this is your captain ah! speaking Yes. No, I don't know what they say next. But what are you cruising? Cruising at how many feet? Go on. We're, we're cruising at about thirty feet. It's extremely thirty dangerous. feet. We're about to crash. Oh my <laughs> That's god! Really low into oh, a house. Yeah. yeah. Now, be, now be a detective. Now be a detective. Oh, arrest Sally. Arrest yeah. Sally. Yeah. Sally Ann Hayward. <gasps> I'm arresting you for the murder. Yeah. Of Lou Conran. Oh, you're yes, right. yeah. great one, great one. Yeah, Here's that's, Rupert. Yeah, that's reality. Yeah. So, so yeah. Rupert, um, when you were growing up in Southampton, mm -hmm. um, you would have been getting drunk. I assume in with your friends. What was yes. your sort of first drink, training drink, if you like? What would you have been? Um, it was. Uh, I remember us going to. We used to go to the local like precinct, um, and it was special red cider. Ooh. which was a cider that was in a in a quite a large bottle so it must have been about i don't know must have been, probably about the same i don't know 600 mils or something like that but Classy. it was gross i mean absolutely <laughs> horrendous um but that's what we drank and it was um that was yeah and there was diamond white was yes one, and Ooh. hooch and two dogs and yeah. all of those 90s Sweet. drinks that they made to get young people into drinking yeah yes. what was the percentage of the um the Special pinky yeah that was uh it was quite strong i think oh. well no i don't know we didn't really think about things like that in those days but we no. got very pissed so it obviously worked 
Mm. Could you? Well, mm. you don't drink now, but if you did drink, would you drink those now? Do you think? No, God, no. Although no. I'm saying that, you know, when I got really bad at drinking or really good at it, depending on your perspective, <laughs> um, I would literally, you know, there was nothing left in the house. If you know, I'd, if it got if it got that desperate, right, I'd have whatever the whatever was going. You know, mm-hmm. all those crazy drinks that people have for mm. years and years and years. No, not. They, I've got they, some of them. Yeah. We've got we've got loads of. Them. Yeah, we've got loads of random booze left over from the podcast. Cherry B. That's what we've got in the cupboard. Oh, the people come. We were so happy yeah. when you said a cup of tea. You think, yeah. oh, thank God I haven't got to go to some dodgy off license on Crack Alley <laughs> where that's the only place that serves this shit or, or sells this shit. And I have to go and buy a dusty bottle. <laughs> And then I have to just to try it because we've created this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> this monster. Yes. Yeah. So you just got a nice cup of tea. Yeah. So happy. Were you two at uni together then? Sorry, yeah. did you, you were. And which uni was this then? Middlesex. Sex. So what was? So did you? You obviously got drunk with Sally then. Well, yeah. I was. Well, yeah, we got. We we, we go to parties, didn't we? we? That would be party time. But you I were think. In the, you were in the year above, uh, mm. so we didn't hang out with you all the time. But I was. I'm very good friends with Daniel Thurman, who's one of Sally's close friends. Yeah, and that was Daniel was kind of my bridge to your world. <laughs> my world, <laughs> come come to the world over yes. here. Sally's world of nonsense. Yeah, oh. yeah. But, but Rupert in university, and this made did the rounds on social media recently because we had quite a special time at uni. I think I think you'd probably agree, Rupert. We went to Middlesex University, but our degree was done in Anna Pavlo. Is that what was it? Anna. It's not Anna Pavlova. Is that her name? Have yeah. the the ballerina. Yeah, yeah. It was her old house in Golders Green. Wow. No, it was just us. It was only our degree. So it was like a private school. And the pub was, I mean, the university has since sold the house. So the, the, the students now don't get the joy of that. But the pub was over the road, the hare and hounds. Yeah. And so we had all our tutors were on site. We could get them whenever we wanted. We could, the social life was the pub. So it was really special. And so we kind of did you know, we'd all sort of get drunk together in the pub over the road, all the years and the teachers. It was great. It was magical. I, I absolutely loved my time there. Yeah. And then, and also that's what I was saying. So what did the rounds on social media is Rupert made a video when we were there. You were very ahead of the times. <laughs> made a video of how, because that was when it was going to be sold. It was it was going to be sold. So Rupert yeah. made a video about the sort of why it was so special and why it should be kept, this magical place. And then it appeared again on social media quite recently. And I went, oh, look, there it is. And it had all of us in it. And it was yeah. so joyful. It was fantastic. Was yeah. Um, it, it that was massive. I mean, if if you made that film now, you know, digitally, it would take about a day to put together. It took yeah. me months and months. oh, really? It was, it was literally videotape. So I was yeah, editing, like cut and paste editing. It was oh my god. But anyway, I'm so glad I've made it because it's yeah, it's, it's something I've got from that from that period. It's but, so yeah, good. Wow. It was so nice. Yeah. Did so... did Sally lead you astray? Because like what with her being older than you and that you know because that's what she does to me. No. She leads me astray, Rupert. I, I so. always I I did the leading, um, ah, not, not to Sally, okay. but I've right. I've always led myself astray. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. actually, Rupert, haven't you? Thinking about it, you're the sort of you were the like we'd go to a party or something. We'd all have some party, and you would probably carry on you'd probably wander off wouldn't you to a bar or something somewhere else down the road you'd think mm, uh, i need more not more i don't mean more fun i just need 
to change this scene and you is that fair do you think yeah easily distracted Mm. I think (laughs) Steve Coogan called his his biography easily distracted I think and I I remember seeing the front cover and just going yeah that um, I should read that that sounds like me Um, yeah, just, yeah, always looking for the next kind of adventure. Or, or, although I'm, romant- I'm romanticising it slightly, I, 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 I don't know. I, th- I think in actual fact, since being sober, I, I realised that a lot of it is just kind of shyness and I was using booze to just like, you know, as many people do to kind of bolster their confidence a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's like me, Rupert. I'm very shy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ignore Sally, her, ignore her. Do you miss booze? I don't. I'm so happy to say, but I think you know I had some really, really, really fun times on it, and um, uh, I remember my 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 really good friend who you who you may well know, Julie Hesmanhouse. Um, she, she has also kind of given up. She's not given up for, she didn't have a problem with it, but she just realized that she was happier without it. But she said to me, um, she said to me, the thing about alcohol is that I've had loads of good times on it, um, but all of my bad times have been on it. Mm. Um, and, and I remember okay. thinking, yeah, that's that's astute. Um, and so, yeah, I think I've, I, I do have fond memories and there were some really, really good times, but I feel like I, I sort of think of it as a kind of computer game that I completed many, many times <laughs> and there's no need to uh, play it anymore. God, that's really, that's a really good way of putting it, isn't it, Sally? Because yeah. when we, uh, we, we get very silly and giggly when we're in each other's company, but then there's moments where I think, Oh, I just can't do this anymore. And then, and then you're like, Oh, are there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm there. Not with you. Not with you. They call it like, over, don't they? Yeah. Yes, they do, Rupert. And I do suffer really badly. And every time I'm like driving the porcelain bus, I'm like, mm. shouldn't be doing this. I'm really old. I've got to stop it. You're a proper puker, though, aren't you? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. She pukes a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tell yeah. us, a, tell us a drunk story, mm. Rupert. Tell us one of your classics. Oh, delve into that. It was okay. Um, I, I was the 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 one that always comes to mind. First of all, is uh, so I moved to Manchester to do Coronation Street, which I was in for four years. And during that period, I didn't have an, I wouldn't say I had, I, I was out of control with alcohol, but loads of us were drinking a lot. And I remember having a day off and we'd been out the night before till about three in the morning. We And it was one of those mornings we woke up and it was me and my now wife, Jenny, and a few other friends. And we, we woke up in my flat and we were like, let's go straight to the pub. So it was like 11 o'clock start, but just to, just to get through. Uh, what was clearly going to be a horrendous uh, hangover. <laughs> and we got to this pub and we just started drinking and you could smoke in those days. So we were smoking as well. And the ashtray in front of us was just expanding by the second. And we got seven pints into a daytime session. And all of a sudden my phone goes and I answer it. And it's the front desk at Coronation Street saying, where are you? <gasps> Oh um, no! And no. I was like, going, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Your scene is is up <gasps> in a, a, any minute. It's going to be about <laughs> twenty minutes, and your your makeup says you haven't been in yet." And I just went, 
oh i'm thankfully i was literally not that far away from the studio but i was pissed in a pub so i just went to everyone put the phone down went to everyone um guys i've got a scene at cory gotta go and i walked to the studios went to my dressing room brushed my teeth went down to makeup and were like please do something to this um face and then i looked at the scene never seen the scene before in my life it was about six pages oh my god a duologue between me and this other actress it was like a date in a restaurant that we were oh, having no. and i learned i don't know how i learned it i mean i was absolutely annihilated i i learned the scene and then went on and did the scene i barely remember doing it and then the next day when i was fine again and i went in and i spoke to the first ad who was a friend of mine and i just said I'm so sorry about yesterday. I know that you all knew that I was drunk and I know that I know it was a complete disaster and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, we didn't have a clue. What are you talking about? <gasps> Absolutely fine. And then I watched it on screen and, and <laughs> when it came on TV, I watched it and I could, apart from a kind of glaze over my <laughs> eyes, I was all right. And I got wow. away with it, but this is the, this is the problem with, you know, with drinking, I, I've got many stories where I've drunk whilst at work, that was unintentional, but it became intentional right. down the line and a, a very, a very well known theatre director had directed me in a play and I, I drunk before going on stage. And then I went on stage and I did the performance and afterwards she said, can I have a word with you? And I was just like, oh, God, here it comes. I'm going to be in real trouble. And she just went, you were so brilliant tonight. <clears throat> like, I just want to say well done, because it was absolutely amazing. And then that made me think that it was oh. the booze that was making mm. me good. So I kept doing it. And 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 it was this horrible kind of, um, you know, security blanket that it became that I thought it was helping me when it definitely definitely wasn't no. um but yeah lots of those stories yeah that's interesting isn't it though that yeah you you kind of go oh okay if it's not for the if if i don't drink then i'm not going to be that loose or that free or whatever it was that you thought it had given you yeah. and so then yeah then it becomes the crutch doesn't it i don't i've never drunk and got on stage actually it's what i mean i love getting drunk but i just wouldn't i wouldn't trust myself really no, no you can't well, can you because that's yeah. why so many comedians are, are alcoholics isn't it because they just back in the day not so much now, in, not now think. no people people don't really do it that much anymore but it's that confidence thing of like as exactly as you said that crutch that you need but yeah i've and it's I've... and it's when you um you know a lot of actors the thought of going on stage drunk it f would fill them with absolute terror mm. and dread and and it does to it did to me as well until i did it and it was okay mm. and then you really then you just sort of go oh no it's fine but you know you, richard burton was doing like two bottles of whiskey and then go oh my god hamlet i mean you just think how is that but he was a, an alcoholic though wasn't he he yeah, needed yeah, it to yeah. to get there to get up i imagine let alone get on a stage i would i would think I don't yeah know. there's a there's a brilliant book called hellraisers which is about him and oliver reed and uh peter o'toole and richard harris and the first half of the book is so funny. It's just their anecdotes and the shenanigans that they got up to. Mm. And it's the one of the most joyous, enjoyable books. But then inevitably it gets to the point where 
all of their organs start malfunctioning yeah. and they start deteriorating and then the book becomes incredibly sad and dark and it's just um yeah it, that's the uh that, that was the the path that i was i didn't want to tread basically that second half of the book yeah and you can become a bit of a wanker as well not you but people can become a bit of a wanker can't they when they're yeah, with yeah. sort of lovers who drink and sit at the bar and get louder and louder that image you sort of think i don't really want to be that no <laughs> no, no no totally mm. lou does lou does <laughs> <laughs> don't i hate myself when i'm like you know i was at, <laughs> out at the weekend went to a friend's 50th in blackpool and we just cocktail after cocktail and I knew at the time while I was drinking it, I was like, you you know what you're going to be doing tomorrow morning, but mm, delicious. Oh, having so much fun mm. next morning, exactly as predicted. And it's just, I, oh, I don't know. I, I can't, I'm fine if I don't have one drink. I'm like, I'm like no, I, I'm not drinking tonight. Absolutely fine. Because we're always driving everywhere. So it's, it's like, well, I'm not, I can't drink anyway. But then if I'm having one, I'm not just having one, Rupert. I'm having all of it. So, yeah. yeah, that's the there's the fine line, isn't there? I wonder what it's like to be a controlled drinker. I don't think there's I don't think there really is such a thing. <laughs> no. Um the the you know, the drug is designed to make you want more. Yeah. Yeah, cuz those it, drugs are. Yeah, cuz most drinks I'm like, well, I've had a I've had an orange juice now, that's enough. I don't need yeah. 40 yeah. orange juices in the day. <laughs> I mean, you I, shit yourself, Sally. Yeah. I was at I did Glastonbury uh, this year and it was mm. my first like Glastonbury completely sober. And it was amazing and really fun and really joyous and I just loved watching the music and all of that. And but what I could not believe how I just didn't need to go to the bar and people kept saying to me, what do you want? And I'd be like, I'm just not thirsty. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I don't need it. I don't need it. And it's, um, it's really weird because before I would just be obsessing over how long the queue was at the bar. And I didn't want to get too close to this, to the main stage because I wanted to be able to get out. Yeah. And, whereas now, you know, I, I, when I watched Paul McCartney, I was kind of right at the front and I, I've watched, two or three acts before he came on and I had I didn't move I you know I didn't go to the bathroom or anything because I was just I, I didn't need to was well I was there I, I was oh. at Paul McCartney with my little hey. tin and yeah my little tin and tonics in my bag but I but I'm the same with I, when I do go and see bands I tend not to drink because I want to kind of I want to remember it mm. and also I can't be bothered to keep going to the loo yeah, I just can't be bothered thing isn't it yeah Glastonbury's no. got enough colors that you don't need to heighten anything you can walk around and see so many bizarre things you sort of don't really need drinking drugs she says with a bag of tin and tonics but <laughs> yeah i i know i agree well i think if you i basically i think you know if people are drinkers and they they don't have a problem then good luck to them enjoy yourselves have fun yeah and i'm just glad that something like glastonbury can be fun sober I think mm. that was that was the the yeah. happy realization i took from it so because you've got all of these pubs and you've given up drinking now, how is that relationship with your your working life in that respect and your non-drinking? Because you're surrounded by it. Yeah, it it became it became a problem, really, because I was sort of in that world, particularly after COVID, because I, I was doing a play before COVID. And then when they called the lockdown, that 
tour got cut short and and so that was it i was back home and then once lockdown was lifted i there wasn't really much work going on so i was i was back in the the businesses you know getting them going and the drinking escalated dramatically around that time and so when i came to the point where i was like okay i need to stop i'm properly giving up and i i you know it, it it took me a long time to give up. I read a lot of books and, you know, it was it was in the pipeline for a while. And then all of a sudden I made the decision. And then I just had to say to my business partners, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going. So I, I've only kept two of the, the bars, oh, there, right. mm. uh, which are the two that kind of look after themselves. I don't really need to be there because I was just like, I just I don't want to be around that that world anymore I, don't no. really, I lost interest in in hospitality as a as a kind of thing so I, I stepped away massively and I was like I'm not I'm not focusing on what I really want to do with my life which is you know uh acting and, and I do uh, directing and, and I'm, I make films and stuff like that so I was like I, I'm neglecting that side of my life and it's precarious and and there's no guarantees I'm going to get anywhere with it, but um, I, I need to to focus on it. So yeah, mm. I, I think you're doing brilliantly. Mm, your your yeah. career's great, Rupert. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you've already got somewhere with it, so it's great and good for you. And you probably just needed a bit more clarity and a bit more focus, I guess. Yes, I think so. Yeah, and and yeah, I I I I was taking a lot for granted, I think. And then you know, it, but the, the 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 major thing you get from being sober is just clarity in every aspect of your life you know you can you everything is so much clearer and so now I just feel a bit more like I've been woken up wow do you feel a bit but invincible I, <laughs> I'm sounding a bit self-help no 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 I think it's great so I find, the more we do this podcast obviously you know we have a lot of people that their drink of choice is alcohol obviously but um the more we we speak to people that have sort of given up drinking for whatever their reasons the more i'm thinking oh well <laughs> sally you might need to, <laughs> to find somebody else to do this with <laughs> i think it's interesting though isn't it especially because like when none of us are getting any younger and i think am i still going to be twatting about and vomiting when i'm in my 60s am i still going to be doing that i hope not um, you will. She will be. Yeah, she will. Thanks, Sally. Yeah. You're yeah. not going on stage, pissed, though, are you? Look no, at me I... trying to keep my keep my those some of these awful <laughs> people just want... <laughs> keeping my drinking friends. <laughs> Come on, Lou, have some more gin. Um, no, I have been on stage, pissed, and it's horrible because you're not well, especially with comedy and the adrenaline. You don't know what the fuck you're about to do. So that's... you've got to be quicker as a comic. You've got to be quicker than the audience, yeah. haven't you? And you yeah. you can't be when you're pissed. But if you but if it works and you are, then you like you said before, Reed, but all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, this is exactly how I should be. Yeah. But yeah, no. And anyway, um, have you got any more drinking stories at all for us? Um, yeah, drunk, drunk, drunk stories. Drunk, drunk stories. Drunk stories. Did you ever go to the press club in Manchester? Oh God, yeah. Tell us about that, because we've talked about that before when I've... I don't know, because I used to work at Granada. A friend of mine, we used to go there all the time, and I've talked about this before, but when my friend sat next to a man that had died and nobody knew that he was oh dead. So, yeah, so <laughs> that's the nature of the press tale. club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, was, so, yeah, so you've been, you've been... Have you been there? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Many, yeah. many, many times. I mean, it, many, it is basically times. like Phoenix Nights. Um, mm. It's supposed to be this like exclusive celebrity, <laughs> but it's literally like Phoenix Nights. And you go down there and it was the roughest bar <laughs> with like really bad karaoke going on. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 
beautiful. Yeah, but cans yeah. of red stripe, wasn't it? For like, yeah, yeah. yeah. cash loads, bar, cans of red stripe. Loads of famous people down there. It was really strange, but it was kind of brilliant in its way. I, I do miss it. It was really, really fun. And I remember one night we were in there, and we got absolutely smashed. And there was, I was, there was quite a few of us from um, Coronation Street, and a whole bunch of us ended up coming back to my flat which often used to happen because my flat was right in the middle of town um and i remember we basically stayed up all night drinking and then the sun was coming up and then a very famous actress who shall remain nameless for her own good um she left absolutely off her face and i looked out the window just to make sure she was okay because i thought she was just going to hail a cab and go home she lived quite far away if i remember rightly and all I saw her do was flag down a, a milkman <laughs> and commandeer his float or whatever you call it. And she was just barking orders at him. I could hear through my double glazing. And he drove her home. She lived absolutely miles away, but she made him. <laughs> Two miles an hour. Because he recognised her. And then she just took advantage of that and he drove her home. I mean, it was surreal I really would like to hope that that was Rita Fairclough that, or whatever her name was <laughs> my lips, my lips are please oh gosh that's hilarious that's amazing <laughs> oh I'd love it could have been anything a horse a hot air balloon yeah, 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 a milk was... float she could have walked quicker that's hilarious taking advantage of uh, her her position Oh, that's hilarious. That's brilliant. Oh, the mind just boggles, doesn't it? Oh, Sally. Yeah. I mean, I've walked home. I've got lifts with strangers. I mean, I've done dangerous yeah. stuff, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess getting a milk float with a stranger is not that yeah. so funny. Oh, God, I love that. How <laughs> slow they go as well. It was, <laughs> yeah. It's like a pride float, isn't it? Just because yeah. in my head, it's Rita. I don't know who it is. Barking orders. Yeah, I could just imagine her like, Swigging a bit of semi-skimmed, <laughs> sitting in the yeah. in the milk float. That That's milkman would have loved that, though. Yeah, well, he, though. I think he would have loved it for the first. For the five first, minutes, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like what? And he's on the whatever yeah. the, the motorway and the ring road. M sixty two up to M62, Liverpool. Beep With whoever it is, oh, with that the... one finger yeah. up. All the... in the... In the milk float, when you go over the M62 and everybody says, oh, look at that house on its own in the middle of the M60. Yes, we all know about the house on its own. It's, yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Oh, God, we really need to know who this is. But you can tell us when we when we stop recording and we promise we won't tell anybody. I potentially will tell my mum, but it's fine. Um, yeah, more drunk stories, Rupert, even though you don't drink anymore. There's been a few occasions I remember where, again, this was in my flat. The, the, a lot happened in this flat, um, and I and I just remember there like a, ra a, f a few random occasions where things like I remember a mate. We went to see Kasabian and got twatted, and then got back, and I woke up and I went into the kitchen, and it was just like a an absolute like a bomb had gone off, and I just had no idea what this was. There was like eggs in a frying pan with cornflakes <laughs> and chocolate and then my i just sort of got my mate up and was like what did you try and make and he was like i think i was trying to make a cornflake omelet oh 
chocolate and it was just like the most disgusting thing <laughs> and there was and my wife did this thing where she i got i woke up and there was just like a Sara lee gatto <laughs> that was frozen and just had teeth marks in the, <laughs> the side of it and i was like why did you buy a frozen cake <laughs> to eat <laughs> Because like, I don't know. She was hammered off her face hammered, and went, yeah. that looks like a good idea. And then yeah. it's frozen. And there's all these things, because I've got a, a friend of mine as well who was a chef, and she was at a party, and she claims that she just fell asleep, but, like, carried on existing <laughs> without, like, <laughs> lying down. And somebody went into the kitchen, and she just had a frying pan <laughs> and no no heat on it just a frying pan and was just pouring beer and shaking the frying pan <laughs> and someone was like what are you doing and she was like i'm cooking <laughs> what do we do oh, you know God. these horrible things we do to ourselves yeah. you know, there's stories to tell it's but yeah. and also you would have been probably in your when you were living there 20s late 20s would you yeah, have been mid 20s yeah yeah, yeah. So my nephew, actually, they were younger. They were, no, they were early 20s. My nephew, a couple, few years ago, was going to a festival in Bristol, where I live. And um, and I said that him and his friends could oh, stay at my flat. I mean, for God's sake. Now I say this in horror. So they, because some, a couple of them were going to sleep in the car. You know, they were young, they're young lads and they don't care. So a couple of them were going to sleep in the car. And I thought, oh, I can't have young lads sleeping in a car on the street. So I said, you can all just stay. I'll, I'll you know, like, that's fine. I left them in my flat for a couple of hours. I'd gone to my hot yoga class and I'd left them there. They'd left my flat and gone to the festival while I'd been out. Oh my God, my flat, booze everywhere, on the floor, red wine all over the rug. Nothing, just, they just, it was horrible. And I, so I messaged my nephew and went, you can stay tonight. Nobody else can. And it was a, dis yeah. it was disgusting, but it's young lads, isn't it? They don't even see it. They're just like, I'll have cornflakes omelette. Lovely. <laughs> I love that though. Those pissed up snacks. Sally and I were in London one night with a, with a friend. We'd been out on the Raz and a friend of ours went into a news agent's. Mm. What time was Nasty. this? One o'clock in the morning and bought one of those rustlers burgers. Yeah you know, the pre-packed burgers and handed it over to the guy behind the counter who nipped off, put it in a microwave and then just handed her back the with his this, bare hands. With his bare hands this burger. <laughs> she bought she bought a packet of cheese singles and then we just we were just walking through the streets. Well, I think I had one of these burgers as well. Eating the burgers and then just picking off the cheese from the plastic and just chucking yeah. it everywhere. Then the next morning we walked from the hotel back to the train station and we managed to retrace our steps because the, the plastic packet from the rustlers was there and we followed this trail of cheese singles wrappers all the way and we did clean them up because that was but it's yeah. like what that's what you want in the middle of the night when you're pissed isn't yeah, it Sarah, the frozen Sarah Lee Gatto yeah. I totally get that I totally get every mm. step of your wife's evening getting to that mm. shop yeah, yeah. seeing it in the freezer yeah. That's what I want. And then, buy, mm. I mean, yeah, even quite happily bite, eating it frozen. I would and have done you've, that. You've reminded me, Lou, uh, of that burger story. I mean, the things you eat, it's just grotesque, isn't it, when you're when you're smashed? Mm. And, I, I, and thank God I was in Coronation Street when people didn't really have f f 
people had mobile phones but they weren't like smartphones so it, it oh, wasn't yeah. like there wasn't social media there wasn't twitter and facebook and and video messaging and stuff like that mm. because i remember craig charles came up to me and he was like oh my friend saw you at a houston train station and you were basically just spread out on the floor eating oh. a burger king <laughs> on the main concourse of the of the waiting area of the and I, I was just, he, they were, he was like, they just said you were absolutely shit-faced. Oh, lovely. Like, but, you know, these days, you would just be filmed, you know what I mean? And so, oh, I yeah. wish, but don't so, you wish that the actress in the milk float was yes, filmed? I oh, I mean, that would have been amazing. From my POV, it would have been, I mean, it was like, I don't know, like Monty Python or Carry On something. Barking orders, sorry. Yeah, it, it's even funnier when you know who it is as well. I know. Oh, really <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you were back to that train station story. I bet you were really comfy. You need, I bet that Burger King. Oh, I bet that was lovely then, wasn't it? Who knows? Oh, I bet it was. Just like my, I think I've said this before, but my friend, she said she used to look out of her window in the mornings and see her car outside her house, and the, the, and the seat would always, the driving seat would always be right back. So she'd, she'd been out to the pub, not driven, but she'd rather than going straight home, she'd always get into her car with her chicken and lay right down <laughs> and eat it laying down and then just be so happy and then get out of her car and just go in and go to bed. And she'd look out and go, oh, I had chicken last night because the driver's seat would be right I mean, Who eats lying down? That's <laughs> well, you do in the train station. Yeah, I did in the train station. <laughs> Late night was, chicken. Oh, That was God. the lack of functioning legs, I assume. Yeah. I had, I went through, I don't, I don't really eat that much chicken anymore, but I went through a phase of having late night chicken. And this is back in the day, Rupert, when I'd have it, but I used to have a lot of colonics oh, and I had a, oh, yeah, you did, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, um, I had a colonic once and, and I had a pain in my, like just, well, sort of like in like my solar plexus for ages when I'd had a colonic and the woman sort of like, I don't know, you probably won't have had one because you 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 know you're not a wrong one like me but she sort of like points it's like the, um the generation game oh it's some rocket <laughs> oh it's a bit of cheese oh and then she was sort of like pointing out oh well you've had a vegetable there's a couple of peas oh my god it's a chicken bone <laughs> and, I, and i'd eaten like oh like a chicken went but i'd obviously it hadn't been mashed up or anything like i'd obviously inhaled the whole wing and I just, and this pain that I'd had in my, Ooh. yeah, just gone. So obviously I could have Died. ruptured my, yes, I could yeah, have, could have gone from late night chicken. Oh yeah. gosh. Oh, it's like when all... I had my drains, when I had problems with my sewers. Yeah, they came and they put a camera down. Have you ever had that done? Oh, it's so interesting. Put a camera down the pipe, goes right under into the Victorian drainage system. And is he was a, pointing... Is this a euphemism or are you actually talking about? I'm real. Drains. This is real. Drains. Yeah, oh, yeah. Actual Just drains. Actual drains. And he could show me where my toilet paper had got clogged up. Oh, oh God, Sally. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Did you manage to get it unblocked, Sally? He unblocked it with this thing, whatever he was doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the, the drains are working again. You'll be happy well, to that's know. Like your, maybe, it's like your chicken yeah, wing. Yeah, maybe I need, that's all I needed to do. Just ring Dynarod instead of spending <laughs> fucking hundreds of pounds on somebody shoving a tube up my ass. That's what, oh, God. This is... <laughs> Horrendous. Sally, you need to do the quiz now. Yeah, Come we've on. got a quick Park fire it. round, Rupert. Yeah. Quick fire round. Let me yeah. just find it. Let me find it. Here, Here we, go. we are. Here we go. Okay. Right. Okay. White or red wine? Uh, it was red. Lager or ale? Uh, uh, lager. Prosecco or carver? Prosecco. Coke or Pepsi? 
Coke. Tea or coffee? We know that. Tea. I like coffee though. Screw cap or cork? <sighs> Don't care. No. Crisps or nuts? I'm allergic to nuts. Oh. Manchester, Manchester or London? Uh, Manchester. Film or theatre? Oh, film. Cafes or pubs? Cafes. Coronation Street or EastEnders? Coronation Street. Music or theatre? Um, stop making me choose between theatre. I know, I don't know why um, I've asked that one as well. Mu music. Lou or Sally? Uh, Sally, because of our history. God, yes. Yeah, yeah. History, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I've drunk in all of best your pubs. Best friends, best friends. That's it. I've drunk in all your pubs. That's it now. Not going anymore. He hasn't got as many anymore. You can't yeah. even threaten him with that. Damn. <laughs> Which ones do you have? Castle and Gulliver's. They're opposite. <gasps> Gulliver's. Yeah. I've been to Gulliver's. I've done a show in Gulliver's. Yes. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm not going there anymore. Look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're going to do a cocktail for Rupert. We, yes. we invent a cocktail. Okay. What's it going to be called? Gulliver's Travels. No. Do you think? Um, or yeah. Rupert, Gulliver's yeah. Gulliver's Castle. Gulliver's yeah. Castle. Okay. Right. And what's going to she be? She doesn't in like it? that. She doesn't like that. No. No. It's fine. It's fine. I'm aggressive today. So it's you're fine. aggressive. You're, she's even more aggressive because yeah. I won the competition. No. No. It's absolutely fine. Whatever. Uh, what's in it? What's in it? It's it should it be? It's got to be alcohol free, really, hasn't yes, it? Yes, of course, because yeah. it's for Rupert. Yeah. So, um, right, I'm getting. It's, it's happening. Right here we go. You know you can get those iced teas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you like Earl Grey? Yeah. Maybe we could get like an Earl Grey kind of iced tea with maybe a syrup in it, mm. like um. Maybe a rose, like rose syrup or something in it. You've got to have some milk in it. You've got to have some milk in it because of the milk float. Um, Funny having milk and some garnished with chips from that have been on the floor of a train mm. station. Okay, that was good. That maybe the, yeah, yeah, chips just just around the edge. Chips around the edge, been on the floor. Um, yeah, some, yeah. Or maybe it should be in like a little tiny milk. It should be served in a little milk float. Yeah. That moves. Or one of those little tiny milk bottles that you get in cafes. Oh, you could. Mm, the, mm, that's quite poncy, isn't it? Yeah, I like the milk float, like a okay. little milk float. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, or or in a milkman's hat. What's yeah. a milkman's hat look like? Like a cap, in it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. That's what Benny Hill used to wear, isn't it? But that was Benny Hill. He wasn't really <laughs> milkman, Lou. Was he not? <laughs> <laughs> writing history I'm learning today <laughs> okay so we've got what have we got we've got Earl Grey iced tea lovely yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm loving that are you a fan of the iced tea Rupert uh, did I, I ask like, you that yeah I do like an yeah. iced tea yeah, yeah I'm not sure yeah. about one with milk and chips no <laughs> well I mean it's tough okay, okay. oh gosh <laughs> see now she's being aggressive yeah, yeah. right you don't have to eat the chips. It's just got that's like a oh, garnish. garnish. Yeah, you don't have to touch the chips. It's just it's just to make it look appealing. Or maybe it'll give it a salty rim. Yeah. Oh yeah, the salt from the chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we slam these iced teas then? Do we do it as like a little slammer with a milk chaser? Ooh. Oh. Okay. No. 
No. I'm not. I'm going to say no, Sally. Okay. All right. I think it's a long drink, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a long drink with ice. Yeah, you're right. Mm. What else can be round it? What else? I think that's probably enough, isn't it? Oh, Sally? poor Rupert! What a terrible drink we've made him. We normally. I bad. think it sounds quite nice though, an iced tea with some rose shit in it and some. Um... I suppose the milk is like if you want to add it, but you've got yeah. Mm. That's up to you. It's on the side in a little float. Lovely. Moving, moving. It's got to be moving and it's got, <gasps> to, be, it's got to be shouting. Here we go. Here we go. Because of your Middlesex uh, school thing. Uh, maybe University! Have... Sorry. Maybe you can have like a Pavlova on the top because of Anna Pavlova. Oh, oh the ballerina, yeah. yeah. Maybe it could be served. Oh, no, this is getting ridiculous now. But it's could it be served on those little ballet boxes that with the dancing ballerina? No, you want it in a milk float, Sally. You've I said know. That. Yeah, I want a milk yeah. float. Yeah, milk float with a pavlova on the top. Thanks ever so much. Cheers with a chip. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Delicious. You're not rushing oh. out to make that then, Rupert, no? Oh, <laughs> as soon as I leave. I'm yes, of right course you will. Yeah. Yes, do send us a picture. I'm sure it'd be delightful. Oh, um... I'll just have to find my rose syrup. My <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Chips. Go oh, yeah. to Unicorn. Unicorn will have oh, it yeah, in there. Yeah. They have everything. Yeah. Unicorn is a, is a sort of... Like, Vegan. Um, Big and dusty. I'd call it a dusty shop. That's great in there. Right. I wonder. You're right. It is dusty. Yeah. There's uh, one well... very similar to me called Better Buys or something, and it's always a bit dusty. And quite often, I look. You know, these they're health food shops, aren't they? And I'll, often, I look at the staff and think, it's not an advert. <laughs> oh, was... oh, Sally. Well, they don't look well. They don't look well. Well, it's because they don't wash, because they don't want to use anything, because it's been touched by animals. So they just are, aren't they? They just Before... are. Maybe we could do a live recording in Gulliver's at some point. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going in there now, am I? No, that's no, no, it. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'll do it outside. I'll shout through a window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rupert. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, we got to do Spit or Swallow on the tea. Oh, oh yeah. Now... Podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of us being here, isn't it, yeah. Sally? Tesco um, tea. Tesco tea. Tesco, Tesco tea. It's the one I've got the one in the red box. Yeah. Yes. That's the, yes. Correct. Okay. Um I'm going to say sorry. It's a spit. I don't yeah. I'm a I'm a Yorkshire gold girl, yeah. really. Yeah. So yeah. I unfortunately it's a it's a spit from me. Yeah. Sorry. I've got, I've got very unsophisticated a very unsophisticated palette. To me, tea is tea, no. and, it's a, and it's a swallow from me. I know. That's right. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. You see, there, it all comes around in the end. Thank you so much, Rupert, for joining us. You've Pleasure. been an absolute yes, treat. Thank, thank you for your stories. Thank you, yeah. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.